0: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Alhamdulillah Welcome back to the Cosmo Podcast We are now on episode 4 I am Azizi Khaled
1: And I am Sofia Aziz And
0: inshallah this week We're going to continue our discussion about wudu But this week will be the inner dimension all the mysteries of Hulu.
1: That's right. And before that, we've got something very interesting coming up. Yeah, this, this weekend is going to
0: be very interesting. Two of our crew are going to get married. Yes,
1: inshallah. So inshallah um, Umar and Diva. Yes. one of, uh, our Two of our strongholds. Yeah. Um, inshallah, um, they're going to get married this uh, Sunday tomorrow.
0: Yes, tomorrow. By the time this uh, podcast is at they will already, inshallah, be uh, married. It's interesting to see. I think I really like it when we see our crew slowly growing up and they're getting married. Some of the crew, we knew them since high school, like um, Arthur, um, and then he got married and he was the first uh, official nikah that I actually did um, because the other nikahs usually are very private events for converts to Islam and so on. But the first public one, a big one, was um, Arthur's wedding. Then, inshallah, tomorrow will be... um, Umar and Diva. Umar's and Diva, so... Tonight and tomorrow morning I'll have to work on the khutbah nikah um, and Yeah,
1: inshallah um, They will have a life full of mawada And rahmah
0: Inshallah It's, in, it's uh, nice to see um, At a time where um, Fahsha or um, Evil, especially sexual in nature Is just everywhere uh, To see young Muslims um, Entering into a committed relationship And getting married And Rasulullah wasallam In one hadith said that Uh, Every time um, someone gets married, uh, Iblis would be crying. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when you look into uh, many of the satanic practices, um, they all look. uh, They they all will uh, end up trying to break down family um, units.
1: Yeah. So if if you look at how it started, it was um, actually first with um, having a lot of single. Families yes. where single families, single parent families, are considered like um, the common. N- common, and it becomes more. So, uh, n- nevertheless, there will be some families who are single parent household, but it's not the number, statistically. It should not be the norm. It should not be the norm, but uh, in a lot of Western countries, more than about f- about half of um, children. children are living in single parent yes, unit.
0: It's uh, when you look into the Sirah, during the time of the Prophet. You hardly find anyone, um, any family with a single parent, because the moment uh, some, uh, if a spouse passes away after the period of Iddah they'll get uh, remarried. Uh, they just the, Rasulullah wasallam encourage that practice so that every child will grow up with a father and a mother um, at home. And I was listening. Um, this was, um, I think, a few years ago. During the American um, shootings at schools, yeah, Sir was looking into the, um, the 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 background of the shooters, and there's a study done about it that most of those shooters come from uh, broken families.
1: Yeah, and that is where us as a community we need to step up. We yeah. need to make sure that the single uh, parents amongst us are supported. So for the single mothers, we've got to make sure that there are um, people who are becoming father figures or father-like figures um, for for their children. Um, So that is why, like KOSWA, we have um, family events where, you know, the... The children from single parent household can also have a taste of what is it as uh, you know having a father like an uncle figure where you know they feel that there is somebody that they can ask for help and model after, and especially true for teenage boys. Yep, yep.
0: And um, it's also important that we make marriage easy so that uh, uh, parents we don't put in um, uh, unnecessary requirements when it comes to marriage. Or mahar that is too expensive. Rasulullah sallam said that the highest barakah in a woman is where her nikah is easy and her mahar is low. Uh, but on the flip side, it doesn't mean that men should take advantage over women. And just because Rasulullah SAW said that, yeah. you go like, I'm going to give you a bar of sneakers for my mahar. Yeah. Um, you need uh, to... Uh, Islam is a religion of balance. 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 Yeah. Uh, the, to the women, Rasulullah SAW said, do not ask for exorbitant amount. Yeah. But to the men, we, when we look at the Quran, Allah mentioned about in, in Surah, uh, Surah Nisa, uh, the beginning of the fifth Jews, Allah mentioned about if you're going to get married, that means you have to pay her something from the wealth that you have. Yeah. That means you have to be financially responsible. Yeah. So you have to strike a balance. The women don't ask too much. The men honour the women. Instead yeah. of the other way around, where the women try and ask too high and the men continuously asking for discount. So we meet in between the, in the reverse way. Women saying that I don't need much, but the men said, but I know I want to give more. more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and making marriage um, and, and making uh, having avenues for um, marriageable ages, men and women to meet. Um, a uh, few parents were well not from among the Koswa parents actually approached me because um, we're going to have a intri- busy year this year yeah. with marriages. We have um, Arthur last year, and then We've inshallah, inshallah. And Diva, and then we have. Nashita and then Yasmin, yes, one after the other.
1: Da- Danish? Danish, yes. yeah,
0: Danish. Uh, so uh, a, a few parents actually approached me like, hang on, um, are you doing matrimonial services? Can you help find someone for my uh, daughter or for my son? And I told them, right, we have very little influence into what happened. They actually found their own um, partners and um, we just encourage, and if it's the right one, we help where, where we can. But the introduction was not done by us, but a lot of the introduction happens through organizations, Islamic yeah. organisation, be it MAIWA, be it KOSWA, or the Indonesian community. I think that's probably the best way for a young Muslim to find a life partner.
1: Yeah, and I think when you find somebody in a place where it is good, mm-hmm. Inshallah, you'll be on the same page. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's very important for a marriage where both are on the same page, you know, in their roadmap. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. So that's uh, for our small talk, our opening. And Inshallah, Allah bless the union between Umar and Diva tomorrow, or when you hear this, it will be already two days uh, after. Let's get to back to our topic. Yeah. The topic this week is uh, wudu. Um, so, what happened in your class, younger so, ones? So, uh,
1: today we did um, the inner. So, we did two things today. Yep. So, the first one we did was um, the practical of yes. taking wudu. wudu. So, we had a bit of a water play <laughs> with young yeah. children, and then the second part was the inner dimensions, um, and so the meaning of the wudu or what they need to think about when they are taking wudu.
0: Anybody got too wet?
1: Uh, that's part and parcel of being <laughs> a five-year-old. Yeah. Yes. Um. And we don't mind that yeah. because it's we want children to enjoy yes. learning, yes. and um, so usually we will get them to take wudu and right at the end, we just let them play a bit if they want to sprinkle somebody. They're welcome to sprinkle somebody as long as it's reciprocal. Yep. Um, so what we did was um, We first explained again We have a little song mm-hmm. um, For wudu um, Is it the same song last week Or yeah, new song? Yeah this, The same song All right, So, so, we, same so song we practiced the song First upstairs yeah. um, And then uh, What we like to do Like I mentioned last week Is to really try and teach them To do it the right way Yes So um, so when we um, Get them to um, First be conscious mm-hmm. You know That they are taking wudu For Allah not, They are not just Randomly washing their face. Yep. So we make them think about that and actually verbalise it because for children it's easier when yes. it's out loud. And then when we want to wash their face, I really make them practice. So we always say "Okay, take water. So there's water can you see it jiggle? So there's enough water. Now you've got to wash your face. So I always teach them that you go you cover and you go right up to your forehead first, up, up, up sideways to your ears, down, down, down to your chin and right your nose.
0: Alright. So okay. they
1: get the full area coverage, and yeah. they know upside down nose yep so they get the full coverage because oftentimes children just go this way yeah just between
0: the eyebrows and yeah, yeah and
1: they completely forget the peripheral yep. uh so we make sure that they get the whole face by doing that mm-hmm. and alhamdulillah they actually really got it it's yep. like it, upside down to your nose yeah then they let go of their hands because we d- also don't want them to take water and do that and then let go yes. of their face and go side and yes. down. So I said, you don't let your hands get off your face until it's all yes. done. So alhamdulillah, they actually really understood that. I was very proud um, that they um, got that concept because right. we want them not to form bad habits. Exactly. Yeah. With wudu, we want them to get it right the first way.
0: Yep. Alright. Um,
1: because... Relearning is often harder.
0: Yes, you have to unlearn yeah. and then learn everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, we like to really teach them the right way. So, for parents, um, try and make sure that when the children are practicing at home, remind them of those. So, yes. when it comes to, and after that, it's their arms. Uh-huh. So, I st- tell them, okay, you take the wudu, you see the water jiggling, then you go first back, back, back to your elbows. And then you turn, go, 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 go. And make sure you cover in between your fingers and yep. then you let go. Yep. Yeah. So I te- we teach them the whole motion. So mm-hmm. we were practicing that quite a few times mm-hmm. because young children' coordination will yeah. take some time. But alhamdulillah, at the end, they got it. Right and then left. Yep. Um, often, st- they're still confused. So we have a rubber band on your yeah. right hand. Um, makes them remember. And then with your head as well, take you go back and front, and then you know you got to feel the water on your scalp, and the feet is often a the big di- struggle. Yeah, that's
0: a that's a, that's a challenge with young yeah. kids.
1: So with yeah. the young children um, at home, I suggest you teach them to wash their feet in the shower. Yes. So then they can squat down and they can because oftentimes children just spray uh, pour water on their feet. Yes, they don't spread water. They don't properly. spread water. So I always say that like, you've got to squat down. Put right leg out and then spread it. Uh-huh. Make sure you're spreading it in between your toes, yep. at the back of your ankle, and oftentimes they forget the bottom, the sole of their feet. So so you've actually got to raise your feet, go on a tippy toe and do the back and then go on your heel and do the front and then go in between your toes. Um, So that was, I think the feet was the hardest part for the children just because of balance. So I think at home, it's really practical to have a low stool in the shower Mm -hmm. for them to sit and wash their feet. Um, And then we encourage them to take wudu after their shower. So just yeah. before they step out of their shower, yep. to actually take wudu. So then this at least gives them a habit of taking wudu, and then it keeps them in in wudu. You know, at yes. least for an hour or so. Yeah. You know, in the morning or in the evening when they mm-hmm. have their, when they uh, when, uh, when they have their showers. So that's that's something that I reminded them to do, mm-hmm. and I say if you pray with your family at home, uh, you also practice taking your wudu.
0: Yes. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I think with the bigger children also today, we did the same thing. Uh, f- the same thing for um, the wudu, we explained the inner dimension, which we're going to run through the inner dimensions after this, but um, we explained the inner dimensions, and then we practice doing wudu with as little water as possible. Yes. So it's, it's just a small cup of water, and they have to do their wudu. Um, with... The inner dimension or the reflections of what they have to um, go uh, to to um, go through when they're doing their wudu. Um, I think the with the bigger children, the challenges are still pretty much the same um, because uh, the difference between washing and wiping. Some people some don't uh, not clear too clear about that. Um, also, with uh, regards to the water, yes, yeah. that they've already uh, wiped here and then they li- li- lift. lift their hand and then they continue just spreading water. Um, so that is something that needs to be reminded. You have to be careful when you're doing a your wudu. Make sure that you spread it properly, and then, take away, yeah. take your time, it's okay, but do not lift your hand, you can spread as far, and, and yep.
1: And another mm. thing that was uh, happening just now, because I was covering for year five in the morning, mm-hmm. was that when they pour water, and they wash their face, mm-hmm. and there's still some water dripping, mm-hmm. it dripped back into the cup. In the cup. Yeah. yeah, so then, um, it was important for them to know that, you know, that becomes mustatma, yes. and you need to make sure yeah. that, your wudu that you have taken doesn't drip back yeah, because into the source.
0: Because the Prophet said that the water that drips carry away the minor sins, yeah. our minor sins. So we don't want those water to drip and drop back into the main source of water that we do for um, wudu unless it's a lot of water, tuqullah, yeah. um, tuqullah, 190 litres, which we don't have access to uh, at yeah. Qaswa. Al- 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 yeah um now the inner dimensions of wudu I think I'll start the inner dimensions first because it's more complicated with the bigger kids yeah, and then you can uh, you, you you can share how you explain to the younger kids and we always start um with our discussion with uh why are we doing this
1: yeah, wh- what's the point what's the point of doing
0: yeah. this um, the Quran asks us Allah asks us in the Quran where are we going, going yeah. that, that the parable is life is a journey that we're heading somewhere Everybody is heading somewhere, whether we know it or not. So Allah is asking us in the Quran where are we going? Yeah. So I think the answer is obvious for us. Yeah. Surely we want to get to Jannah. Yeah. That is our destination.
1: I was very proud of the year fives today when I yeah. said, like, Okay, what is our life journey? Yeah. And they could all tell me we are heading to Jannah. Yes. Yeah. So Alhamdulillah I was Alhamdulillah. very, very happy yeah. to hear that. Yeah. So
0: we're all heading to Jannah and we've got our roadmap. Our roadmap is the Quran, and our guide in this journey is Prophet Muhammad. Uh, so we, in, in going to this journey, we want to get to Jannah. Allah tells us, in, while we know where we're heading and we know the roadmap, there are things that we need to do. The mission is to make sure that our hearts are clean. And yes. we explain to the students that we were all born with a pure heart. Yeah. But as we grow older and we do bad things, naughty things, yeah. uh, our, our, we dirty our hearts. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the mission now is to make sure that throughout this journey, we know of ways to purify, to shine, and to clean our hearts so that when we return to Allah, Allah invites us, like Allah says, um, so Those calm souls, souls that it. have been purified. Allah will invite Fadhuli yeah. jannati, enter into my servants, servants be my yeah. servants and enter my jannah. So yeah. we want to have nafsul mutma'inna. We did not discuss nafsul mutma'inna this week, because that will be term two, but we discussed about the importance of having a purified heart, a yeah. clean heart.
1: And with younger children, um, it's we've I explained, we often say that we have two kinds of hearts. Yes. So we always say that there's your physical heart, the heart that pumps blood, mm-hmm. and then there's the spiritual heart. Yes. And that is the heart that can become shiny or yes. it can become dirty. dirty. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: with, with the uh, bigger kids, we, men- we mentioned about um, the physical heart and the spiritual heart has a lot of similarities. That When you talk about the physical heart, how do you maintain a healthy physical heart? You need to eat well. Yeah. You need to exercise well. Yeah. With the spiritual heart, spiritual heart is the same. You need to yeah. eat well. The food for our heart, spiritual heart, is Quran, Zikrullah, our yeah. Ibadah, remembrance of Allah. So if we don't feed our heart with those good um, nutrition, yeah. uh, spiritual will, nutrition, spiritual nutrition, yeah. it will be weakened and eventually hardened and may die. Um, uh, but that. Reading and dhikir alone is not enough. Just like spiritual nutrition, physical nutrition, you also need Exercise. spiritual, spiritual exercises. So spiritual exercises is wudu, our so prayers, sholah, our Zakat, charity. Yeah. So those are the exercises that we need to do. And wudu is one of the most important ones because it is the key to our salah. Then the Salah is the most important yeah. of ibadah. Yeah. So um, when you talk about wudu, you want to have a good salah, you need to start with a good so, and wudu, like we've discussed with them last week, it's not about washing the face and cleaning the face. Uh, cleaning the face, you're better off doing a fa- uh, face wash. Yeah. Um, with soap, in, with soap yeah. and all. Uh, it's about shining the heart. Um, but the face is just another uh, symbolism that uh, to reflect of certain things that carry on into our hearts. Yeah. Uh, we, we we discuss about. What kind of purifications is needed before we go into Wudu? The level of purification, the first level of purification is the physical level of purification. Yeah. You see dirt in your hand, you cl- you clean it. Clean it, yeah. And then you have the second level of purification where we talk about the physical sins. So the physical sins are, you pushing someone, you say something bad, yeah. you do to someone. So you need to also make tawbah of this and some minor sins that you do with your tongue, with your physical body, with your hands, and you know, can be removed by budu. Yes, And then we have another level which is purifying the heart. These are sins of the heart. And mm. these are, may not be actions yet. Yeah. It's just evil thoughts. thoughts yeah. You think you, you want to do something bad to someone, there's already a black dot in your heart. There's no sin yet, yeah, but there is already a black dot. Mm. Because with already thinking about something, yeah. uh, you have... um. Uh, what do you call that? What's kibir? Uh, arrogance. arrogance yeah. You think you're greater than everyone else. Yeah. That is already a sin. You haven't done anything. It's yeah. just a, statement, a feeling in the heart. And we, with wudu, we want to be mindful of this. Yeah. With every purification, we want to be mindful of this. We nip it in the bud. Before it becomes an action, we stop it. Yeah. Yeah. So we are, n- we, we, we are mindful of what goes through our mind. We are mindful of what goes through our heart. And we practice that with our ibadah. We start with ibadah like even in Wudu, there is that level of presence, yeah. in and it's a, it's a daily practice. This is why it's an exercise. Yeah. It may be hard in the mid, in, in in the be, at the beginning. Um, I like to ask my students if they do meditation. Some of them do meditation at school because yeah. there's this mindfulness session, and I ask them how do you find medita- meditation? They say boring. Yeah. Yeah. But it's you, you. You will see the benefits, and you will and en- start to enjoy it if you persevere. Yeah, after but some time, after when you, some time,
1: and you. I guess when it becomes part of you. Yeah. Right? So it's the same yeah. with
0: wudu. It is, it's the same with prayers. If you just do it to, you just rush through it to get it done, you will not taste the sweetness of wudu. But mm. when you slow it down, you take your time, you reflect, and this is what we're trying to teach. This week uh, When we, to- we told the student The inner dimension So yeah. now let's do wudu together We start with washing uh, Washing our hands And and uh, gargling Gagling. So when we are gargling We're rinsing our mouth We make dua in our hearts We say Oh Allah Make out my tongue Easy for to remember, remember you it. Easy yeah. to recite the Quran Protect my tongue from backbiting, Mm. cursing, and swearing. And we ask for dua, oh Allah, forgive the sins. Because remember the Prophet said that the water that goes out will take away the minor sins Sins, from our tongue. So you reflect on that. Um, Take your time when you, 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 you are rinsing your mouth, reflect on that, oh Allah, these are my sins. And what happens is that if you make this as a habit, every time you do you. You, you you reflect on the sins on the bad things you've done with your tongue. Over time, you'll stop doing it.
1: Exactly because when you think about it, if you take wudu five times a day and you constantly say, oh, "Allah forgive the bad things that I say with my tongue," it reminds you not to say bad things. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because now you know that it's bad, mm. and you're now reflecting. Ah, oh, shouldn't have said that. Oh Allah, please forgive me for, uh, for 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 that mistake. So over time, you'll improve your speech and your you, your usage your use of uh, usage of your tongue and then we go to rinsing the nose uh, rinsing the nose we ask Allah to allow us to uh, smell the fragrance of jannah yeah. and jannah uh, the fragrance can be smelled from 500 years journey away yeah. so if you smell it now and you start walking in that direction it will take you 500 years yeah. to reach jannah uh and we there are people who will Not be allowed The the fragrance of Jannah Will be prohibited from them And we don't want to be From among those people So when we rinse our nose With sniff water into it We make the dua Oh Allah Allow us to smell And enjoy the fragrance of Jannah And I like the way This is basically From Imam Al-Ghazali's book I like how Imam Al-Ghazali combines Aqidah and fiqh Fiqh, We're doing wudu' When we're also discussing about Akhirah. Akhira, yeah. That we tie this together, everything that we do in this world has an impact to our life yes. later on in the yeah. Akhirah.
1: And this is really quite important at KOSWA because we don't want it to become mechanical. Yes, We don't want the children to take wudu because I just have to. This is yeah. just a routine and it yes. becomes so automatic yeah. without... Thoughts. Yes. Yeah. So we want them to take Wudu right, yeah. and we want them to do it. But we really, really want them to have a connection and the meaning. Yes. Uh, and you know that practice of pretty much mindfulness, yeah. right, in their ibadah, being mm-hmm. conscious of why they are doing what yeah. they are doing.
0: So and then washing the face. Um, we make dua, oh Allah, um, uh, shine my face on the day where faces are darkened. Yeah. And this is again relating to Yawmul That yeah. Imagine if you are reliving akhirah five times a day. Yeah. It's going to be hard for you to be an evil person. Yeah. Because you're constantly reminded that there will be judgment. I'll be judged by Allah. Even if you don't feel the presence of Allah and the angels every in every time, uh, moment of your uh, life it, that's going to be hard uh, that's another level yeah. but at least you stop halfway through your day and take wudu and you're reminded like okay I'll be judged man I did bad today I said this and that to my teacher I did this to my stu- my fellow mates and so you're going to be you, you reflect that like there are consequences in the akhirah yeah. so when when we make dua that brighten my face on the day that our faces are brightened, um, and some faces are darkened on that day. We want to be included in the uh, with the people of uh, light. Yeah. And then, with washing the arms, we ask, oh Allah, give us our accounting book with our right hand, and do not give it on with our left hand. Uh, again, this tying with Akhirah is just beautiful. We we take this uh, opportunity to explain to the students that they are angels. Yeah. Yeah. That the, the, those who are going to write, right. they know what you have done. And Raqib and Atid, the two angels, are going to be writing everything. It's going to be um, in the book there. And Allah mentioned that uh, you can know your your status.
1: By which hand you get yes. your book from. If you get yep. your
0: book from your right hand, you know that you have passed. You, go, you, you get your book in your left hand, you're going to be, most probably you're going to be in trouble. You get your book from the back, that's it. You are in deep trouble.
1: Yeah. So the children asked me, uh, the year fives Mm -hmm. asked me. So what kind of bad things gets you on the left? What kind of thing gets you from the back? Like how severe it needs to be? So (laughs) it was quite interesting that they asked me that. So I gave them the parable of um, tell me the most evil person to Prophet Muhammad (laughs) sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and they could say Abu Jahal. Say, okay, what did Abu Jahal do that was so bad? Then Mm -hmm. you know, um, shirk and you know being evil. um, Killing and mm-hmm. doing that, so that is things that you get, you know, from from yeah. the back, you know. So then, then they were like, "Oh, would it be also like Fir'aun, yes. You know, so they could recall the stories of the prophets. Yes. I said, "Yes," yeah. you know. So those are people who are getting it um, from the back. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the younger children um, asked me, uh, "You know, the angels right uh, yep. Rakib and Atid mm. so uh, they say, okay, if Rakib writes everything good and Atid um, writes our um, bad deeds um, so then the children ask me when do they start writing uh-huh. uh, so um, so I tell them that um, so before you get before you uh, become a teenager before you hit puberty um, the bad deeds are not
2: written written yeah
1: alright so that is why you need to build your bank account
0: yeah for
1: good deeds yep. so that it builds up a substantial amount. Yep. So when you hit puberty and your bad deed starts, the accounting starts, yeah. you already have a head start. Yeah. So they actually got really excited yep. um, to do this. So I said, every kind thing you do now, you're going to get it. You get uh, the points. You get the points. And every yeah. bad thing it's not counted yeah. yet.
0: It's a training. It's
1: a training ground. Yeah. They yeah. said, so you don't want to practice doing bad because yeah. then it's easier to do bad. But if yes. you practice doing good, then it's easier um, to do good. So then they ask, oh, so, so I don't, so they were, some of them managed to put two and two together and say like, oh, so I don't have black spots, but my parents have black spots. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really quite um, honest questions. And yeah. that is questions that we get all yeah. the time.
0: And this a year seven student actually asked an interesting question. Mm. So that means I'm, I haven't hit puberty. I don't need to pray yet. I don't need to wake up for fajr. then. Uh, the mom, uh, this the, 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 this boy spoke to his mom and the mom came to me. What do I answer? And I said, you know, yeah, you don't need to, but you want to, you know. Uh, get into the good habits. Get, into the, get to the good habit, And you still score points. You yeah. want to get as much as possible so the that you, you get a yeah. head start. But then again, you don't need to eat five times a day. And this boy loves his food, loves mm. eating. Uh, like you pray, you don't need to fi- pray five times a day. nobody needs to eat five times a day. Mm. Why don't we cut it to two times a day? The boy like, "Ah, no, 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 no no. <laughs> so I said, yeah, they are, you don't need to do it, but it's <laughs> good to yeah. start because if the later you start, the harder it is going to be. Yeah. So I think uh, this concept of Raqib and Atid is Kiram and Katibin is really powerful because as parents, there's only so f- so many hours that we can be with them. Yeah, the moment they leave home. They go to school. We don't have direct observation or control over what they do. Yeah. And when they get to high school, there's very little control that we have. They yeah. they get, you know, um, a, a lot more things that they can do uh, without us knowing, without our supervision. Um, but if they are trained from a young age that, yeah, you're not doing it for us, for the parents. You're doing it for the sake of Allah. Yeah, and their angels writing, Allah will know. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and
1: with the older children, I think um, we also explain that we really don't know when our life on Earth will end. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, and it's easiest to give them examples of natural disaster, like yeah. the most recent in um, Syria and Turkey. So we explain to them, look, uh, in the earthquake, yep. who are the people who pass, who pass away? Yeah. Right? Are they included in their children, teenagers? Adults, yeah. young adults, old yep. adults—so everyone. We and we all don't know when our time is, exactly, right? So, yeah. why take the risk? Yeah, yeah.
0: So after hands, we move to wiping the head. Wiping the head, we ask Allah to shade us On the day where there is no shade except his shade, and we spoke, we took this opportunity to talk about Mahshar. Uh, after we are all resur- resurrected, we will be herded and gathered at one place. All human beings will be gathered and the Quran tells us we'll be standing for 50,000 years. And when it comes to all these mind-boggling numbers, I like to just with the bigger kids, like take out your calculator, you could, they've got their phones, they've got their iPads, like take out, and let's do a bit of calculation, how long is it? How many days? Mm. And um, we live 100 years maximum? Mm. 100 years is what? Uh, not even... Uh, 1%. 1% yeah. of that 50,000 years that mm. we are standing. And this is and one day in the Akhirah it's a thousand years in this world mm. just imagine the prophet said the discomfort of, the, uh, of on that day Is as if the sun is just a hand span away from mm. our head uh, and and uh, we would definitely want to be among those who are
1: shaded shaded yeah. so when
0: we wipe our head oh Allah make us um, you know among those who are who are, who are shaded on, on the day of uh, judgment yeah. yeah and then wiping the ears wiping the ears we talk about how. Uh, we make dua, Oh Allah, uh, allow us, make us from among those people who listen to the truth, truth and yeah. follow it. Yeah. And many times we know what's right and what's wrong, but applying it is a different matter yeah. altogether. Yeah. Yeah. And washing the feet uh, is about making dua, Oh Allah, uh, make our feet firm on the sirat, on sirat, the bridge. Yeah. And the Prophet said after the hisab, uh, after the accounting, we will have to cross a bridge. Yep. And this bridge is going to be thinner, thinner. than a strand of hair. Yep. If you fall, you fall to Jahannam. You get uh, across. You get across to um, Jannah. Jannah. Yeah. This tying of wudu and we remind, being reminded at least five times a day about akhirah, really is it's really powerful. And if we if we practice this, it's going to live a huge impact and change the way we behave on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, how do you explain these concepts to uh, pre-primary? So, with young student. children,
1: the concept of the akhirah and masha and the sirat is very, very vague yes. um, to them, and they con- um, because they are in a stage of development of what we call very concrete development. So, if you if we talk to them um, about this concept. It, it is still very, very vague. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do for the inner dimensions for pre-primaries, year ones, year twos as well, mm-hmm. is that we make it a lot more concrete, a lot more understandable. So what the inner dimensions that we do is more focused towards shining their heart.
0: All right, okay. So it's
1: more practical. So when, when they wash their face, we uh, tell them to say, oh Allah, please make my eyes See good things, and my mouth say nice things. Mm -hmm. So you know that helps them be conscious of you know using their words well, um, not watching you know like useless things on YouTube or nonsense on YouTube. Um, And then when they are washing their arms, because Mm -hmm. we only do the rukun. Yes. uh, When they wash their arms, say, "Oh Allah, please make my hands do nice things." Mm -hmm. And they wash their head. Please make my Brain think of good things Mm -hmm. and we wash their feet. Please make my feet go to good places. So, we just want to drive the concept of doing good with all of your body parts. Yeah, so then that will then shine their heart.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, that's how we teach wudu at Kaswa. We break it down to two weeks. The first is just explaining the outer dimension, what to do, and we do air wudu. And then uh, the second week, we discuss the inner dimension. What should be? What should we reflect on or make dua while we're doing wudu, so that it's not just automatic. It's not just robotic. It's a spiritual practice, and also then we run through uh, wudu with water from uh, with a cup
1: of yeah. So that was really nice. What happened just now? So um, we gave children um, year two and up right a oh. cup of water, and they yeah. had to try to not to not finish the, the cup. Yep and make a full wudu. Yes. And Alhamdulillah, most of them actually managed to. Yep. And that was uh, actually really um, inspiring for mm-hmm. a lot of children. That made them realise, oh yes, I actually am wasting water all this yeah. time. I can actually take wudu with very little water. Yep.
0: Alright, so that's all for today from our normal uh, podcast routine. This week, we're going to have a special guest. Our episode last week about reading your... Uh, la- final notes about yep. reading to children. We got a lot of questions. Yes. Um, one of the interesting questions that I think um, we're going to answer this week is going to be: What are the books uh, suggestion? suggestions? Suggestions. Yeah. Book suggestions for tweens. All right. Welcome, Sumaya, to um, our podcast. Just relax. This is a normal conversation. Uh, Pretend you're talking to your parents, (laughs) (laughs) which you are actually. (laughs) Which
2: means there's no reason to pretend.
0: Yes. All right. So, um, we were asked about favorite book suggestions for tweens, Um, basically 11 years old, 12 years old, and 13 year olds. So, we thought that what better way to do than ask someone who is 13 to give us some book suggestions. Uh, so, what are your favorite books? What were your favorite books when you you were eleven?
2: Okay, when I was eleven, one of the fiction books I really liked was When Wings Expand.
0: All right. What well, What's that book about? When uh, Wings it was a
2: uh, ri- It was written as a diary. Mm-hmm. A Muslim girl whose mom just passed away, and right. her she at first she was like, "Why did Allah take away my mother?" Mm-hmm. And in the end, she realized that her mom might have moved on to a better place. Mm-hmm. Well, might have.
0: All right. Okay. And.
2: I actually learned to like trust Allah and ended up being okay
1: in the end. Okay. Was passing. I think uh, the, when wings expand, I think we've got about three in the library. Uh, yeah, about three, two or three copies.
0: All right, okay. So um, so that's the fiction book. What's your non-fiction favorite uh, when you were 11?
1: Non-fiction
2: was 365 Days with the Prophet. So it was, right. Sira yes, it was a zero book. It was
0: a serial book. I think 365 Days with the Prophet is a beautiful book. If you read one, it's a very small uh, yeah, paragraph.
2: Each, each day is like about a page yeah. of like one event.
0: One event, and then if you read it one event, you get um, one year, and you get uh, you finish it in a year, and you will finish the entire seerah uh, yes. of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So when you are, um, so what did you like about that book?
2: I liked how it was actually spread out, mm-hmm. and how you it wasn't it wasn't left on any cliffhangers. It Went in order mm. and it explained the events pretty well and simply.
0: All right, okay. So, you, when you're 11 years old, the, your favorite book was When Wings Span and 365 Days with the Prophet. Uh, All right, well, w- when you were 12?
2: Uh, when I was 12, there was New Beginnings. It was a book, I think it was written after Pride and Pre- Prejudice. It was basically. Um, so, the, the,
0: the timeline is. Uh, during Pride and Prejudice or after Pride uh, and Prejudice? It's after
2: Pride and Prejudice. It copies Pride and Prejudice. All right,
0: okay, but just give it an Islamic flavor? Yeah. All right, basically. okay, so Pride and Prejudice with an Islamic flavor to it. So, yeah. um, what's Pride and Prejudice about?
2: Uh, I'm pretty sure it was about a girl or two girls, and then there's this one guy who's like really annoying and seems snobby.
0: So, how do you give an Islamic flavor to that?
2: Um oh, I'm pretty sure they met at a workplace or something but the sisters fell in love with two best friends so they oh, all went out as a four rather than alone and then also sometimes with the parents
1: all oh, right okay so so it's like halal dating uh, yeah basically in in a group so it's like um sort of like how to know each other mm-hmm. um the opposite gender but in a Islamically, Islam, yeah. yeah, in a pers- permissible yeah. manner. S- so, is,
0: yeah. the, is, the, is the timeline, is it Pride and Prejudice or Modern World? Modern World. Modern World, so okay. I
1: found it a bit more interesting than Pride
2: and Prejudice. Alright,
0: okay. So, your favourite but what's the title again just you now? Uh, new Fiction? Beginnings. New Beginnings, when you're 11 years old. Fiction, New Beginnings. 12. 12, twelve. New beginning. New uh, Beginnings. What about um, non-fiction? Uh,
2: non-fiction, there was Woman in, Woman in Islam. It was... Comparing Women in Islam, mm-hmm. Judaism, and Christianity.
0: Wasn't this just the book you read? Was it last year?
2: Yeah, so when I was 12.
0: No, no, I mean, it was just a few months ago, wasn't it? Were you, were you 12 when yeah, you I read this 12. book? Oh, all right, okay. Uh, I remember you were asking me, like, what? what? How could women be treated like this yeah. under Christianity? So like, it really
2: yeah. like brought a new perspective yep. to how women are definitely better treated in Islam.
0: Women are honored, got on it. Uh, Allah basically give gave um, the... Uh, a lot of rights Islam gave a lot of rights yeah. to women, and so it's important. I think I don't, I'm not sure if you if, if you if you realize this that a lot of the restrictions placed upon Muslim women are cultural, cultural. rather than um, religious, and it's dangerous when we conflate cultural and religion. Culture has a very important dimension in Islamic law. In the absence of law, culture becomes the law. There is no revelation, but uh, culture needs to adapt to where you live. Uh, from time to time as well. Yeah.
1: And and also, like, when it comes to, uh, you know, women in Islam, oftentimes the West sees us as oppressed. Yes. And I think, like, learning, uh, is, it really gives enlightenment, right, that actually in Christianity, women are treated way worse than... How women are honored in Islam? Yeah, yeah. I thought it really brought a uh, perspective
2: because in the Western world, it obviously says that Muslim oppresses women. Mm-hmm. But when you read, it's actually Christians that.
0: Yeah, if you look at uh, you know. even even the 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 ownership of property, uh, it's Definitely. only very recent that women in the West could um, hold property under their name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Selection. So, what about now? You're, now you're thirteen. Uh,
2: I like Rough Diamond. Uh This is a book about a Muslim girl from a liberal Muslim family, so Uh not really practicing. Uh And she finds this Malay Muslim girl at her uni. She's studying, I think, in the UK. And she sees her wearing baggy clothes, headscarf, and everyone respects her. Uh And she finds out that also her friends don't really respect her, and she wants to be more like this Muslim girl who's, right. well, Muslim girl who's actually practicing. Mm-hmm. So she goes for lessons, and she doesn't go back to, Mal- uh, to her family for a while mm-hmm. because she's scared her family's going to judge her. So she mm-hmm. learns all about Islam first, completely changes her personality, then goes back and helps her family become practicing Muslims as well. All right, but you. in this book, I like how she describes wearing the hijab and she describes it as it gives her courage to speak out and because she feels like all the men, even in the hospital, will respect her more because of her appearance.
0: Alright, okay. Yeah, alright. So what what about nonfiction?
2: fiction uh, Lost Islamic History. Ah, <laughs> this is a
0: book I think we mentioned last yeah. week, didn't we? Yeah, that's an amazing book. Alright, so why do you like that book?
2: It really shows how the Muslim Ummah or Muslim empires contributed to the world.
0: Alright, okay, before that, why oh. didn't you like the book? <laughs> okay. Because it took you quite a while to read that book. Eventually, <laughs> I, I actually had to force you. I said, no, 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 This you have to read this book.
2: No, because at the start, it was going through the... Sira, and yeah. I already knew the Sira, and yeah. I felt like it gave less detail of the Sira than some of the other books I've read. Yeah. Mm. So it felt like I was just rereading something I already knew. Like a summary. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But was it okay? Was it a good idea for me to actually force you to read through yes. this?
2: <laughs> so, uh, which
1: chapter it started getting interesting? <laughs>
2: uh, when it started talking about the other uh, caliphs' rules.
0: All right. So, okay.
2: how they expanded the ummah, how yeah. they emplaced rules, and yeah yeah how they led. yeah i think
0: um history i'm i i just have a, a passion for history uh be it western or eastern uh history uh, I, I, you're in my Koso high classes and you'll see how we we travel through time sometimes in our classes we take a detour from our fifth class and go to a bit a bit of history and I think knowing history especially Islamic history gives you a sense of pride in our religion all right okay yeah. any other book suggestions so that you'd like to share?
2: Um, There was, uh, I think, another book that was... I can't remember the title, but it was Hadith That Honored Women. All right, okay. So that one was good.
0: Okay. All right, so that's all. Thank you very much for joining us today, Sumaya. Maybe next week we'll invite Sakina to share her favourite books from the Karawiyin Library. I think this is an interesting... um, addition to our podcast. Um, You've got any final notes you'd like to share?
1: Um, Well, next week, we're going to have our Koswa family picnic and we're going to the beach. We're going to Leighton Beach and I think outdoor play with good uh, Muslim friends is really important for children's development. Mm -hmm. It just builds that, you know, having good fun, um, having connections with family, friends and, you know, relatives and, you know, the whole Muslim family just gathering and just, that just helps children build that connection and you want children to be able to, you know, befriend other Muslim families and you want the parents to get to know each other and just having that outdoor play in the sand, in nature, in water, it just helps them appreciate um, Allah's creation uh, more and be kind and good to the environment to what to protect the environment. Yeah.
0: All right. I think uh, my final note today is about slowing down. Uh, we live in a very fast-paced life. Now we l- today from our Wudu lessons, we learn about just slowing down and enjoying the Wudu, being present in the moment. Um, make sure that when we do Wudu, it's not just rushing to get to prayers. It's an ibadah in itself that we need to um, reflect and have presence of heart. And presence of mind while we're doing our wudu. Alright, that's all for today, um, for this week. Uh, music, as usual, is by the Qaswa um, Qasida. We'll see you next week, InshaAllah Asalaamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh.